Aren't you glad we serve a risen Saviour? Resurrection Sunday. In fact, the early church used to greet one another and they used to say, He is risen. And then the others would reply, He is risen indeed. If you're watching this with somebody else, you might just want to do that right now because He has risen and He is risen indeed. And it's so good that the, the same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead lives within us today and gives life to our mortal body. Uh, that's immense power. And we're believing God's going to touch your life in a powerful way today. Today, I'm going to talk about pressure. And in fact, there was some years ago, Kathy and I were in Jerusalem and we managed to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. It was one of the mo- more moving parts of our trip because in that garden, Jesus made a decision that you and I are living as benefactors of. You know, he was wrestling. In fact, the Bible talks about how he was sweating blood at that moment. And he had a conversation with God the Father. He said, hey, if you can, take this cup from me. But he says, nevertheless, it's not my will, but your will be done. Man, I'm glad at that moment he surrendered his life to the will of God. And as a result of him going to the cross and taking upon himself our sin, uh, he, he not only took that upon himself, He rose again and He destroyed death and sin once and for all that you and I might know life. That's good news today. But but I go back to the garden and I think of the immense pressure that He must have been facing at that moment. What I do? And He crossed over and He decided to actually embrace the pressure so that you and I can know life. This morning, I really want to talk about pressure because we're in a pressure cooker right now. In fact, there's a lot going on in the world and I'm sure many people are finding, feeling pressure. It might be relational pressure from being cramped up in a home for four weeks. You know, there might be a few, a few arguments, a bit of tension in the household. I don't know how you're getting on, but if there's a bit of relational pressure there, you know, I believe God wants to come and bring answers to that. You might be right now under financial pressure. A lot of people I know have lost jobs or had to reduce income during this time and they don't know how they're going to get through it. So many people can face pressure in different ways, relational pressure, financial pressure, the pressure to perform. In fact, a lot of people stay up all night and, you know, all night is a long time, especially if you've got a young kid with a baby, you know, the baby's been crying all night. It's like when you're asleep, the night goes really quickly. Uh, but, but when you're staying up all night, it, it can take forever and you can think, man, is this baby ever going to go to sleep? And there's that type of pressure that goes on and you can have work pressure, you can have high blood pressure. Some people have that today. And, and so we need to find out, uh, you know, just ways in which we can actually find God in the midst of our pressure. In fact, I like to suggest right at the start that we actually need pressure. Yeah. Just like your car or your bike needs pressure in its tyres, we need pressure to actually be able to move forward in life. If you have flat tyres, you know, the, the car doesn't go that well. In fact, you need more gas and more energy uh, to, to get it moving forward. And so the right amount of pressure actually brings momentum to our life. And I challenge to say it's only under pressure we discover who we really are. It's only under pressure we discover whether our faith is legitimate. In fact, when the pressure comes on, what's in you comes out of you. Yes. If you squeeze the orange, what are you going to get? You're going to get orange juice. You squeeze a lemon, you're going to get lemon juice. If you squeeze a pimple, uh, what do you get? You get pus, uh, something not nice, something a little bit nasty. If we squeeze you right now, what do we get? 
Yeah, if you squeeze you, I pray that, that people, the people around you will get something of God. In fact, James, in, in the book of James, James put it, puts it so succinctly in James chapter 1, and I like how the message version puts it. He says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. That sounds a little bit weird. It's like, James, what are you being smoking, man? Who considers, you know, tests and challenges a gift? But he says, Consider it a sheer gift when it comes at you from all sides. He's saying, Knowing that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colours. So it's only under pressure we discover what's in us. It's only under pressure we discover whether our faith is legitimate or not. And so as believers, as people, we actually need pressure, a level of pressure to be able to reach our potential. But you've got to understand if, if we're in the midst of pressure, whatever pressure we're facing, we can handle it. In fact, there's been times in my life where I'm under pressure and I've had to remind myself of a verse that's found in Corinthians where Paul says, God will never allow you to be pushed past your limits. He says it in the message version. In fact, he goes on and says, there will always be a way of escape. And there's been times where I can't handle this any longer. There's too much pressure. But but inside, I felt the Holy Spirit say, you can handle this. If He hasn't provided a way of escape, we can handle what we're going through. And just being able to tell yourself you can handle this, it can be a great source of encouragement. In fact, I want to ordain you as a preacher today because the greatest preacher you'll ever listen to is yourself. And sometimes we need to preach to ourselves and say, hey, what we're going through, we can handle it. We're going to make it. You know, it's so easy you know, to, to lose perspective especially when you've got the pressure to put food on the table, you know, the pressure to live up to people's expectation. For some, it's the pressure to compromise. And, you know, there's pressure all around us to, to li- live a lesser life than what God's called us to. There's a pressure to meet deadlines. There's pressure all around us. And the question is, what do we do under pressure? Do we collapse? Do we choke? Do we whinge? Do we fault? You know, I'm praying that you and I as believers would be able to perform under pressure. In fact, in sports, they have this term, you know, about a player who can perform under pressure. They call them clutch, a clutch player. You know, they can take a shot. They can make a shot under pressure. And sometimes the easiest things become hard when you got pressure. When there's no pressure, it's easy. But when the pressure comes on, it's like it suddenly becomes difficult. And, and the question is, in those moments, do you choke? Or, or are you a clutch Christian? I really believe that the world needs a whole lot of believers who, who know what it is to live under pressure. Right. Yeah. See, right. see, the person who said, give your heart to Jesus and all your problems will go away is a liar. Because uh, that ain't true. We all face trials. We all have trouble come our way. The question is, what do we do when we face that trouble? And what do we do under pressure? You know, in fact, Paul says, no, James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And what he's saying is, is if you do the math from a divine perspective, you have a reason to get happy. Because how the kingdom works is in every problem, there's a seed of kingdom explosion. And every problem, there's, there's a potential of advancement if we... We, we look at it correctly. You know, we, we've got to view it 
the, the way God views it. And, and so many people miss out on the potential of God because they give in, they choke, they whinge, they fold, they complain. In fact, a whole generation died in the wilderness because, because they, 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 they didn't see the promised land. They saw the giants in the land, but they didn't see the promised land. I really believe God wants to build resilience in people's lives. In fact, the nature of resilience is the, the power and the ability to return to its original form after being bent, compressed or stretched. I don't know how you're feeling right now. Maybe, you know, it's like, man, I feel stretched. I feel like all, all, all squ- I'm compressed right now. But when you've got resilience, you have the ability to bounce back. You have the ability to recover. Uh, you know, we all face trouble. But I, I love as Christians, as a, and as an old preacher would say, you know, we're going to believe for double for our trouble. You know, and, and how you and I handle our problems determines the level of breakthrough that you and I experience. Come on, I really believe in this season, God wants to bring breakthrough into your life. God wants to accelerate His purpose. You can have a whole lot of things happen to you, but, but how we view those things determine whether we go to the next level or not. Mm. You know, quickly, just, just what, th- four things that we can do when we're under pressure. Number one, uh, one thing I found under pressure is it really important to get the right perspective. What's the right perspective? It's God's perspective. Yes, See, in the middle of something, you can lose perspective so easily. Yeah. And it's like you're in the middle of it, you make a dumb decision. Afterwards, you think, man, what was I thinking? What was I doing? thinking? It's like you're studying all night. It's like, oh, I just want to give up. I don't. In the middle of something, it's easy, but it's just one night. You know, what are we facing right now? We're facing a month in isolation. It's just one month. Yeah, uh, you know, in the perspective of life, it's not a long time. But when you're in the middle of it, it can seem like a very long time. Some of you are thinking this is going on forever right now. Is this ever going to end? You know, when it comes to even singleness, some people think, am I ever going to get married? You know, is it ever going to happen? And, you know, in the end, people look outside of the boundaries of God you know, to, to meet that need because they lose perspective in the middle of it. Where is, I found when you do things God way, God's way, He brings in godly answers. Yeah. And they're the answers that you want in life. When it comes to parenting, you know, sometimes it can be like, ah, is this kid ever going to learn? You know, are they ever going to get it? And it's easy to lose perspective. But the Bible says if you train up a child in the way it should go, they should go, that they will not depart in their latter years. We can be confident of that. You know, I know sickness and pain is a horrible thing. And when you're in pain, it seems like it's never ending. And it's so easy to lose perspective. One of the greatest things that we can give ourselves in life is perspective. Yeah. Now, when I've got it bad, uh, one thing I remind myself is there's somebody else who's got it worse than me. No matter how bad I've got it, there's always somebody who's doing it tougher than I'm doing it, who's got it harder than I've got it. And, and, and one thing to rem- help us in this situation is to remind ourselves that there's somebody else who's got it worse than we've got it, but they've got a better attitude. Somebody's been dealt a, a worst hand, but they've won with that hand. So what's your excuse? In fact, I really believe God put the book of Job in the Bible to give us perspective. Uh, Talk about, you know, a guy who went through some stuff. 
Some people were saying, oh, man, I've had a Job experience. I go, no, you haven't. So I say, oh, I've got a headache. You know, Job experience. No, you haven't. He, he lost everything in one day. Family, business, livelihood, everything wiped out. He got boils. Yeah, he was struck from head to toe with painful boils. He had it so bad that even his wife said, curse God and die. You know you got it really bad when your wife is telling you to curse God and die. But it says in Job chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Job said this, he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In verse 22, it says, In all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. I wonder how many things we go through and we're blaming God and we're getting mad at God. Job, he went through more than what you and I went through. And in all of that, he never let it be excused for him to sin. Well, well, you don't understand what I went through. That's why I'm drinking right now. That's why I'm doing all this stuff. And in all this, he did not sin, nor did he charge God with wrong. He maintained his perspective. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Uh, one thing we've got to realise in life, it could be worse. You know, when you look at your situation right now, it could be worse. There's many other people around the world who've got it worse than you. And so we've got a reason to give God thanks. In fact, in Colossians, I like how it puts it in the message version, Colossians 3, 2. It says, if you're serious about living this new resurrection life, on Resurrection Sunday. Yes. It says, if you're serious about this resurrection life uh, with Christ, act like it. Yes. Pursue the things which Christ presides over. Yes. Uh, because of the cross, you and I can live with this mantra. Everything that comes our way has a good ending because God presides over it. He's in charge. In fact, it goes on in the verse. It says, don't shuffle along eyes to the ground, absorbed with things right in front of you. Look up, look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from His perspective. We've got a limited perspective, a limited viewpoint. I believe the challenge is to see things from His perspective, an eternal perspective. See, when you get the right perspective, that deals with the attitude. But the second thing we need to do under pressure is we need to persevere. So perspective deals with our attitude, but perseverance deals with our character. And Paul in Romans, in Romans chapter 5, verse 3, he says, and not only that, but we glory in tribulations. Man, Paul's smoking the same stuff that James was. It's just like, who glories in tribulations? But he's saying, we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces what? It produces perseverance, and that perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, that hope does not disappoint. That's good news, because many of us have had hope that has disappointed, but this hope doesn't disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that is given to us. Problems, what do they produce? They produce perseverance. And what does perseverance produce? It produces character. And what does character produce? It produces hope. You know, I found in life, so often we want things just to go away. But your strength comes from actually overcoming some things. If 
fact, in Proverbs 24, verse 10, it says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Uh, another way of saying that, in fact, the message again puts it in a great way. It says, if you faint under pressure, there wasn't much of you to begin with. Yeah, and so pressure has the ability to reveal what's in you. And, and, and what we're going to do in times of pressure is sometimes just hold on. Just say, I'm going to persevere. And I found your daily disciplines enable you to, to persevere. And in fact, many Christians today are blaming the devil for what is simply a lack of discipline. Wow. Uh, to be a disciple of Christ is actually to be a disciplined one. And it's about putting daily disciplines into our life where we can build strength to, to, to handle what God wants to entrust us. You know, I know there's a lot of gifted people around the world today. In fact, I, I see so many gifted young individuals and I think, man, you're gifted. I'm not that gifted. But one thing I am is I'm determined. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, what this world needs is not some people are here today, gone tomorrow. But people who are determined to see God fulfill His promise in their life and to see God outwork everything He wants to uh, through their life. And, and, we, and we need people who understand what it is to persevere. You know, I've been following Jesus for a long time. I've I got to say, in following Jesus, this stuff works. If you just hold on. You know, if you don't lose heart. Because if you don't lose heart, the Bible says in due time you will reap but you can't lose heart. So number one, we, we need to get the right perspective that deals with our attitude. We need to persevere that deals with our character. But number three is we need to hold on to the promise of God because this develops our confidence. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, it says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have a need of endurance. So that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You may receive, after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. See, if God said it, He will do it. He, he will do it. Don't throw away your confidence. You can be confident. Every word He's spoken over your life will come to pass. Not one of them will fall to the ground. But the problem is, is we face challenges and, and those challenges spark fear. We think, well, what if that happens or what if that eventuates? And, and the crazy thing about fear is fear is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Wow. Wow. It invites the thing that we're afraid of. Yeah. See, see, fear steals the power to transform. Wow. Fear is absent of love. Yeah. In fact, fear can only grab hold of what love hasn't. Fear can influence, it can only influence that which isn't under the influence of love. And and we're going to see that that, that the enemy right in the season is trying to riddle people with fear. And and when they've got fear, they can't receive the love of God. But when you've received the love of God, the perfect love of God casts out all fear. And I believe one of uh, a couple of our greatest weapons in times like this is confidence and joy. Great. Man, they're huge weapons against the enemy. Joy is supernatural in a crisis because yeah. everything in the natural go. You shouldn't be joyful, uh, but if you can maintain joy, yeah, you find strength. You you find what you need. See, here's the deal. If you want joy, guess what you got to do? You got to rejoice to get it. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, uh, why would I do that? Because when in the world, uh, when in the world you did stuff because you felt like it. Mm-hmm. And, and feelings determined your actions. And, and the kingdom is different. You do things right, and what happens is feelings follow. So many people, oh, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Well, as a believer, you're only hypocritical when you're governed by your feelings. Because we're called believers, not feelers. And that's where, you know, you and I need to maintain our confidence in faith, believing the promise of God. Come on, every promise that you had at the beginning of the year is going to come to pass. Come on, every word that God's spoken over you, your finances, your family, your job. Come on, let's claim those promises and let's maintain our confidence. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. If you're throwing it away, go back and get it. Go back and pick it up. Don't throw away your confidence because it has a great reward. And lastly, you know, in the midst of problems, what we need is the power of the Holy Spirit. I really believe God wants to overhaul our culture. He wants to change the culture of the world. So kingdom culture becomes the city's culture. Uh, so that we see the, the, the power of God manifest. Uh, Garden of Gethsemane. In fact, that word Gethsemane actually means olive press. Olive press. Now, the only way that you get the oil, which is what this world needs, because yeah. to see a city change is going to take a supernatural move of God. But the only way to get the, uh, the oil is to press the olive. And there was a pressing that went on in Jesus' life in the Garden of Gethsemane that extracted the anointing. And, and you and I, more than anything, if we're going to survive what the world throws at us, we can't do it in our own strength, in our own ability. Come on, that vision, that dream that God's given you, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, right now, that, that thing that concerns you, grieves you, causes you to fear the most. There, there, there's something inside of that. There's a seed of kingdom explosion if we handle it correctly. And in the end, yeah, we may feel pressured, but what comes out of us under pressure is oil, is the anointing. You know, the moment you said, I want to do something great for God, I bet there was, I bet challenges came your way. Because the enemy doesn't like people who want to make a difference. People who want to see the kingdom of God ushered in here on earth as it is in heaven. But but we need to be people who who, who rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when we do that, we can experience God moving on our behalf. And and as the old preacher said, God giving us double for our trouble. Come on, God wants to do something greater. But the challenge in that is we need to, number one, we need to maintain perspective. Come on, that deals with our attitude. Maybe our attitude needs adjusting right now. The second thing is we need to persevere. That deals with our character. The third thing we need to do is we need to hold on to the promise of God because that that helps us maintain confidence. And and number four is we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, I want to pray today that the power of the Holy Spirit would minister into your life, into your heart and into your situation. Yeah, we've got challenges all around us. But let's be like James. Let's count it all joy. Let's do the math from a divine perspective. We have a reason to get happy because God is forming and forging something in us that we might not see at this current time, but in the years to come, we will actually thank God for. 
right now, the, the pressure you're under. Here's the deal. You need it. Not only you can need, do you need it, but you can handle it. Yeah. Some of you going, I can't handle this anymore. You can. Because yeah. you have God. He's with you. That's right. And He wants to anoint you for what's ahead. So come on, on Resurrection Sunday, you know, our preaching is useless if Jesus didn't rise again. He went through pressure. He hung on a cross. He died and He rose again so that you and I might find life. And whatever you're going through, you can find victory in today because death has been swallowed up in victory and there's new life. But sometimes you've got to go through the storm. Sometimes you've got to go through the trial to discover what God has on the other side. But I want to declare over your life the victory of Jesus Christ. Come on, death hasn't, it doesn't have any sting. We don't need to be afraid. You and I can live with a peace that goes beyond understanding through trusting in Him.